I think one of the things as an employee-owned firm is that you can set your own pace. You know that your pace should always be adding value, but you're not driven by market forces to do that faster than you need to. You can walk away from the deals that might be risky or you can slow or increase your tempo depending on what's happening. I think that gives you the ability just to make good decisions. From ShareWorks by Morgan Stanley, this is Thriving Globally with Equity, a podcast following companies as they break into global markets. I'm Mercy Lee Bell, and on today's episode, we're talking to Rob Knott, Executive Chairman at the global engineering and professional services firm, GHD. Rob joined the company as a regional buildings manager in 1997 and has risen through the ranks over the last 23 years. Today, he oversees the operations of the entire company. During his time there, Rob has watched GHD mature from a regional player in the Australian market to a true global powerhouse. But we're getting ahead of the story. Rob didn't actually join the company by choice. He was working at a small 25-person architectural and engineering firm when it was acquired by GHD. Back then, GHD was a large company, but it was nowhere near the size it is today had around 900 employees and was making around 100 million Australian dollars a year. Apart from a couple of overseas projects, all its business was in Australia. But in the late 90s, things started to change. The engineering industry was rapidly digitizing. The world was shrinking due to globalization, incumbent players were merging, and new international competitors were arriving. GHD had built a strong business as an Australian company but its board believed it had to become a global company to thrive in the future. GHD, perhaps for the first time in its history, had sat back and said, where are we going as a company? I guess I often reflect back and you think about what the world, what was happening in the world at that time. Globalisation was a, a strong force in our Australian market. We were starting to see signs of that in terms of new competitors starting to come into the market. You could see the early signs of some consolidation happening in our industry. And if I reflect back on the wisdom of our board at that time, there was a a clear sort of strategy set and understanding that as a company, we either had to grow and become a global operator or we would, the consolidation, we would potentially disappear and become irrelevant if we didn't take on the world in some way. And that was very much a mindset coming into to GHD. In its 90 years in operation, GHD had built up world-class expertise across the physical sciences. But the strategic shift was the first time they made an effort to market those services to the world. Rob likens the decision to taking off blinders. Suddenly, they could see all the different opportunities and options available beyond their home territory. They began expanding cautiously, first pushing into neighboring regions like Southeast Asia and New Zealand, and they next looked to the Middle East, China, and India. Finally, they moved into the more mature markets of North America and Europe. But it wasn't all smooth sailing. Rob admits that GHD hit challenges, and made mistakes along the way. 
a good Australian mentality, I think, that can do, have a go sort of attitude empowered us to go out and do what was necessary to have a shot at some of our markets. Some of those didn't work out. We went into into China for a while. We grew a big practice in China. Later, when I was looking after China, we sold back out of those practices in China because they weren't achieving what we set out to do. We made mistakes in the early days of mergers and acquisitions. And until you've done a few, you learn what works and what, what doesn't. Fortunately, they were only small opportunities that didn't work quite so well. And that set us up for to have the discipline and the lessons and the learnings to be more careful and prudent in taking on those merger and acquisition opportunities. And I think most of all, in those early days, we also had built fairly early some good platforms and that enabled us as we moved into other parts of the world to take our knowledge and our know-how and have that accessible quickly with the organisations that joined us and with talent that joined us overall. But the slips and stumbles were small blips on a positive trend line. Through the early 2000s and 2010s, GHD grew swiftly. Its headcount increased from 900 when Rob arrived to more than 10,000 today. Its revenues followed suit, ballooning from 100 million Australian dollars to 2.2 billion Australian dollars in 2019. Often when companies expand so quickly, they lose their way. Company culture can crack and corporate mission can fade. But that didn't happen. And Rob says it's largely thanks to the company's ownership model. GHD is entirely owned by its employees. There are no outside investors with minority interests or venture capital funds with controlling stakes. Every last share is owned by someone who works within the GHD group. That doesn't translate to every employee owning a piece of the company. Only around one in four people hold shares. And that's because GHD's board uses employee ownership to reward high potential leaders. So we would recognize your skill and ability and your potential to grow business and every six months we sit down across the world and we look at our employees particularly those who are shaping the company and those who are contributing strongly to growth or those who have the potential to contribute strongly to growth and you know those people emerge in in any group And we sit down with their leadership and we seek to identify people who we think will be ultimate leaders and owners of the firm. And we'd sit down with you and we would potentially look at offering you a parcel of shares to purchase within the firm. That through some discussion could be a small parcel, maybe 10,000 shares in in the firm particularly if you're a young person and you probably don't have that much capital spare to put in, but we'd like to get you started to understand how ownership works if 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 you're younger in your career, if you're more mature, you've come in as a key hire and you've got some capital behind you, we may make a larger, significantly larger offer of equity to you. And our employees put their own capital into the company. Giving equity isn't just a form of remuneration. It's not a benefit like healthcare or vacation pay. When someone owns a piece of the company, how they think about work, strategy, and employer all change. 
I see it regularly with someone who you invite in to be a shareholder. They change their mindset. Set. They, they're an employee, but they're also an owner. And as an owner, they're interested in more than their career. They're interested in the whole and they're interested in participating in the whole. And, and you see that switch the minute someone puts their money into the company. It changes the way they feel and think and they, they've got a rewarding job, they're a rewarding career, but something shifts in their psyche that also makes them an owner and they engage in the strategy of the company. They engage in risk and understanding risk and being interested in you know, maybe challenging things they see around them that they might feel from their own perspective maybe of a greater risk as well. And it works. And our owners care. I, I sometimes say they care about their company in a way that an employee can't or doesn't necessarily care so much. Not that they don't care, but you know what I mean? Your money's in it. You nurture it. You look out for it in a greater way. Employee ownership is often slow to take root. Few modern companies are employee-owned, so it's rare for people to have experienced it. While it's easy to tell someone they're an owner, it's much harder to change their thinking. But GHD works hard to drive cultural change and engagement throughout its markets, and they're proud of what they've achieved. Our ownership is broad across the world. Every community in which we operate has employee owners very proud in places like the Philippines, right, where it, it, it would almost be improbable for many of our employees to ever think of owning stock in a company. We've been able to build employee ownership amongst our employees there and over time and over a career, our employees will leave the business or retire from the business having been able to create for themselves probably the first the, the the first families in their generation to be able to retire with some capital, some equity that they've been able to build over a career. And I'm really proud of that in developing countries where we've been able to translate an employee ownership model into a, a local community. And it also sort of makes sense. One of the things I always say to our clients in a region, if you're employing GHD, if you're using GHD, the funds that you're investing, whether you're a municipality or local government, whether you're a, a government, whether you're a private company, actually cycle back into your community. To people who aren't part of your community, everything that comes into GHD from clients actually goes back out in our expenses and the returns to our employees in a region. And that's a powerful mindset when you think of the world we have today and the interests that people have in supporting their local communities and their local economies. Most large businesses have investors, and those investors want returns. They push companies to grow quickly and maximize profits wherever possible. While that may produce short-term gains, it's not necessarily in the best long-term interests of the business. But when your investors are your employees, the calculus changes. Instead of chasing short-term wins, GHD can pursue what's in the long-term best interest for the company. They're building GHD not only for themselves, but also for the next generation of owners. I think one of the things as an employee-owned firm is that you can set your own pace. You know that 
your pace should always be adding value, but you're not driven by market forces to do that faster than you need to. You can walk away from the deals that might be risky or you can slow or increase your tempo depending on what's happening. I think that gives you the ability just to make good decisions. And if you extrapolate that out, they're the things that drive quality growth and quality investment and quality decisions without being tempted to go too hard, too fast and maybe miss the quality or to create an event that could create a setback or a significant setback for your owners, which would be detrimental to the long-term existence of the firm. Um, I always find that people with skin in the game care a lot. And I think that helps us in all the information and decisions that we make across the world. People care and they care about not just today, they care about tomorrow in relation to the business. And that, I think, is behind and the the fundamentals behind our, our thinking and our approach today. And, you know, not all our growth is M&A. In fact, you know, less than a lot of it is organic. After 23 years at GHD, including four as chairman, Rob struggles to imagine the company without its employee ownership program. It's so integral to the business that he says one simply couldn't exist without the other. We firmly believe that employee ownership has shaped and does shape who we are. We believe it gives us a competitive advantage in the world and particularly as in engineering professional service firms and environmental professional service firms. We work in an industry where a number of our employees used to be employee-owned. They went through a sale. The day their company changed ownership was the day they saw their culture shift. And many of those who have been in those past employee-owned companies come back to companies like GHD because that's what they valued most about working in an organisation. We all across the world do similar things. We create similar products. Ownership doesn't change that. Ownership changes the way you work and the culture that you create within an organisation. You've been listening to Rob Knott, Executive Chairman at GHD. You can trace GHD's roots back to the 1920s, when Australian engineer Gordon Gutteridge, the G in GHD, opened a consultancy. But its employee ownership plan didn't arrive for another 30 years. As Australia recovered from the darkness of the Second World War, the company struggled to engage and retain its workforce. The remaining founder, Jeffrey Davey, the D in GHD, introduced the ownership policy to increase loyalty, but he also cultivated a sense of stewardship. He encouraged GHD's owners to think of themselves as custodians of the business. They owned it now, but eventually they would pass it on to the next generation. The most important thing was always leaving it in better shape than they found it. That message remains strong to this day. Rob and his fellow owners aren't proprietorial towards GHD. They see themselves as the current stewards. They're there to improve the company for the next generation of owners and employees. And when their time is done, 
they'll step back and hand the torch on to the next cohort of engineers, scientists, and other GHD employees. Thanks for joining us. To learn more, check out share.work slash podcast. You'll find other episodes of Thriving Globally with Equity, along with deep dive articles on each story. Thriving Globally with Equity is a production from ShareWorks by Morgan Stanley. Writing by David Valance from Campfire Labs. Narration by me, Mercy Lee Bell. And additional production and editing provided by StudioPod Media. This publication is for informational purposes only. The authors are neither employees of nor affiliated with Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC. Morgan Stanley. Morgan Stanley is not implying an affiliation, sponsorship, endorsement, approval, investigation, verification, or monitoring of any information contained in the publication. In no event shall Morgan Stanley be responsible for the information contained on any third-party website or your use of or inability to use such site. You should also be aware of the terms and conditions of the third-party website and the site's privacy policy. The opinions expressed by the authors are solely their own and do not necessarily reflect those of Morgan Stanley. The information and data in the article or publication may be deemed reliable. However, their accuracy and completeness is not guaranteed by Morgan Stanley, and providing you with this information is not to be considered a solicitation on our part with respect to the purchase or sale of any securities, investments, strategies, or products that may be mentioned. In addition, the information and data used in the publication or article are as of the date of the article when it was written and are subject to change without notice. ShareWorks by Morgan Stanley Services are provided by Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, member SIPC and its affiliates, all wholly owned subsidiaries of Morgan Stanley, CRC 343-8239, February 2021.